Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So we got some new housing market data out that is absolutely shocking. We haven't seen numbers like this since 1996. Let's get right into this CNBC article and check it out. And then at the end of this video, we're going to talk about how I think the World Economic Forum is influencing companies in California to solve the housing crisis. This is going to completely blow your mind. So make sure you're sitting down for this one. All right, let's shoot over to CNBC and check out the recent data here. Today, from Diane Olick, mortgage demand drops to lowest level since 1996. We have to understand, because what most people are interested in is just what's what's the, the prices. Are prices going up or prices going down? You know, as an investor, I don't think that's the question we should ask, but we'll set that aside for a moment. Most homeowners or potential buyers, this is the question they're trying to figure out. It's, you know, should I buy now? Should I wait until prices come down? Should I get in now because prices are going to go up forever? Is Are we going to have structural low supply for the rest of my life? Is this just uh, a one-off thing? Is BlackRock going to sell all their homes? And now all of a sudden we have a supply glut and then the prices tank and the housing market crash. These are all the things that normal people ask themselves. And they're obviously very legit questions. But when we're trying to figure out the price, we've got to simplify it to just supply and demand. So you guys know that we have historically low supply, but what we see is demand going lower and lower and lower. So since the prices are what they are right now, they're not shooting up and they're not crashing. That means that we've got a, a pretty good equilibrium between supply and demand. But if we have demand, even if we have incredibly low supply historically, represented by my right hand here, if demand continues to go down, that, that's going to bring prices down. Now, if demand were to magically go up, then you would expect prices to go up. Or if demand is here and going lower, if we do have BlackRock, let's say dump a bunch of their properties or an Airbnb crisis, which I think both are, are, are likely, then you would see supply go from here up to here. Now, that doesn't mean that it's still, that the supply is at a high level, right? Let's just assume for a moment that on average, we have 1.5 million homes for sale. So that would represent normal supply, right? And let's say that's way up here. Okay, well, we're not talking about going from where we are today, way up to here. No, 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 no. If we just go from here to here, that represents much, much lower prices. Why? Because demand is all the way down here. So that's the simplest way that I can explain it to you. And I think if you can just get your head around that, you keep it super simple, then you look at all this data that we have coming in with the housing market, and then you can determine the probabilities as to whether you think nominal prices are going to be going up or down in 2024. So let's get back to the article here. So as you guys know from watching my videos yesterday, mortgage rates are, are rapidly headed towards 8%. Now, will they get there? I don't know. They're about 772 percent right now and that's for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage but what this is doing is it's making the mortgage payment higher and higher and higher so you have more buyers that may have been there when mortgage rates were at six percent now all of a sudden they're waving the white flag they've got to tap out say nope i, I I've, I've got to rent and if i don't have money for rent well then i'm just going to have to take the klaus schwab solution and you say well what george well, the klaus schwab solution you mean that the the dr evil with the World Economic Forum, the Davos, the megalomaniac, the head of the Marxist Malthusian cult? Yes, that's the guy I'm talking about. And you'll see that 
again, I have no proof of this, but I think he is influencing to a, a great degree, and I'm using him as a proxy for the global elite, uh, influencing some of the startups that we're now seeing in places like California. But again, we're going to address that at the end of this video. So key talking points here. The average contract interest rates for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage with a conforming loan balance of 726 or less increased to 7.53% from 7.41. Okay, that number for 7.72, uh, that must have been just an average for all loans. And, and I thought I saw that in this article. So we're getting to that moment. Applications to refinance home loaned, uh, the applications to refinance a home loan dropped 7% for the week and were 11% lower than the same week one year ago. Application for mortgages, uh, a mortgage to purchase home fell 6% from the, for the week and 22% lower than they were for the same week last year. So they kind of point out the obvious here as mortgage rates continue to climb, this is putting more and more pressure on home buyers. And a lot of them are just tapping out and just coming to the conclusion that they're just not going to buy or they're going to wait for prices to come down, which means demand at an all-time low going even lower. So now they're talking about basically the dynamics that we discussed with the key talking points. And then they move on. Oh, geez. Where have we seen this before, Josh? Listen to this, guys. The purchase market slowed to the lowest level of activity since 1995 as the rapid rise in rates pushed an increasing number of potential buyers out of the market, said Khan who also noted that adjustable rate mortgage applications increased. If my memory serves me well, I do recall that being a problem a few years ago, those adjustable rate mortgage things. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So when I say GFC 2.0, yet is it really a stretch? I don't think so. The arms made up 8% of purchase applications up from 6.7 a month ago. The interest rates were slightly lower. Arms offer lower interest rates, but are fixed for shorter term, usually five to 10 years. A separate daily survey on mortgages or mortgage rates from Mortgage News Daily showed the average rate on a 30-year fixed rate rising to 7.72. That's where I saw that number. So when you look at uh, the specific loans under 726, then I guess that was what right around 7.5 roughly. But when you look at all loans, we're at 7.72. So again, the bottom line here is we have supply incredibly low, but we have demand going even lower. So that means that if we have a, a slight bump in supply for whatever reason, that's really going to put downward pressure even on nominal prices. And that's not even factoring in the rate of consumer price inflation. So you say, George, well, what's the solution for this? Well, as I have said, what they do in uh, areas like South America and Colombia, where I am, is just people live in a smaller space. But as you guys probably know, from watching Klaus talk about the Great Reset Agenda, he wants to take that to an extreme. He doesn't want, you know, three or four people living in a thousand square foot apartment. No, 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 no. He literally wants you living in a pod. You did, just like the Matrix. Remember how people were, were in that little, like, pod of gel or whatever? And uh, the robots were using them as batteries and they were basically plugged into the Matrix and they didn't even know they were living in this pod? Well, he wants you to live in a pod and be happy that know that you're living in a pod and just plug into the metaverse and then just sit there and they can just feed you drugs and, and food every once in a while just to sustain you as you just fly around the sky in the, the metaverse waving at Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much their vision of, of utopia.
Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. We're going to go to something that's going to completely blow your mind. This is the World Economic Forum. I might have something that will blow your mind as well. Yeah. I was yeah. just uh I was just playing pickleball with a lady who is in real estate and she was saying that oh like the demand here is still booming. She just put in a some sort of down payment on a like a million dollar property or whatever and she yeah. was saying that everyone's outbidding her. And I said, "Well, like do you think that can continue?" She was like, "Just look at Canada. I mean, their housing market has been booming for so long and that she she thinks that's where we're going." That the can- maybe the we are maybe, maybe we are maybe we are but i mean that's like saying look at the dot com look, look at the late 90s josh look stocks still went up i don't know yeah. that's a great argument to buy though right well look at 2005 josh right here in the united states how the housing market continued to go up so, but again i don't know if that's a rock solid argument yeah. for for buying right <laughs> yeah so, yeah, but let's get back to this uh, quote-unquote solution here from the Klaus Schwab types. And guys, th- this is going to just, I tell you what, make sure you're sitting down for this one. It, it is definitely stiff drink time. And this is happening right now as we speak. This is not some sort of fantasy that's off in George Jetson land. This is happening right now as we speak in California. And these people are expanding or will likely expand across the United States, probably across the globe. I'm sure the Europeans and the, the global elite would love this. Um, and I can actually prove that in one moment. But let's check out this video here. It's called Brownstone Shared Housing. It's a startup. They're converting homes and even office space in California into shared living. You can rent a sleeping pod that is roughly three and a half feet tall or wide, four feet tall, Six and a half feet in uh, Doesn't that look just very appealing? Doesn't that look incredible? Wouldn't that be awesome to live there? You're, you're literally living with what, 75 people in that little teeny weeny space and sharing a bathroom, and you're just living in your what have, uh, effectively is an indoor one man tent, but yet there's 75 people around you. Just and now let's, let's, let's be honest here, guys. The people that are renting these places, yes, there's some students, yes, there's some people that are you know, looking for affordable living. But a lot of these people, I mean, you're gonna have drug addicts, you're gonna have, I, I mean, who know, how, how do they, I mean, how do they know that the person right next to you isn't some sort of uh, like serial killer or something like that? I mean, <laughs> how do you know? I guess they'll have like an Airbnb setup where you can like rank the person that rents the space. Maybe they'll have that. It works well for Airbnb and Uber. But just, I mean, this is, this would be my complete nightmare. Let's keep going here. Life. In addition to the bed pods, you share a bathroom 
common area and storage locker. So what does one of these pods cost? Well, they've got a location. Josh, you can have all that for just $900 a month. Isn't that incredible? What a deal. <laughs> that is incredible. $900 a month. Ugh. In Bakersfield, California, that's the most affordable, about $500 a month. San Francisco, $700 a month. In Palo Alto, $900 a month. But by the way, a one-bedroom apartment in Palo Alto is probably like eight to 10000 a month. Let's talk. A one-bedroom apartment in Palo Alto, $10,000 a month. Uh, see, this blows my mind. From a standpoint, who is living in Palo Alto? Like, who looks at that and says, yeah, they'll sign me up. A 500-square-foot apartment for ten grand a month? What's not to like? You got nice weather. As if you can't find nice weather anywhere else on the planet except for Palo Alto. <laughs> who is living here? And who is choosing to spend a, basically a grand a month to live in a pod with 75 other crazy people or who knows who the hell is sleeping one foot to your right from one foot to your left? This is unbelievable. More now about this. Joining us now on Last Call, the founders of Brownstone Shared, James Stallworth and Christina Lennox. Uh, thank you both for joining us. Christina, I'll start with you. That's an interesting concept. I kind of saw this. The Japanese actually have these pod hotels. They're kind of famous for that. This is not a hotel. This is what these are monthly rentals like any other apartment, correct? Yes, that's correct. We have it um, as a month-to-month -month stay, and our average length of stay is about six months. Okay. So, James, how has demand been? Because I think for a lot of our viewers, they're like, a pod with a shared bathroom? I don't know, but that's the CNBC demographic. How, how has demand been? It's been fantastic, and it validates that there's a need for this product. Um, People have been filling our houses pretty much since the beginning, before any news coverage or anything like that. We tend to be at around 100% occupancy based on the need of people, whether it's students or interns coming to these really expensive. Or drug addicts or homeless people or serial killers. Let's not forget those. <laughs> there he is. I was going to say, James, is there a way to sort of quantify or lay out who the, I'm using air quotes here, typical pod renter is? It's broad demographic, so 18 to 35, but really what we see is just people with a reason to be in the area, and this product fits their needs a lot better than Airbnb and a lot of the different uh, solutions out there. You know, Christina, California has been struggling with affordable housing for a long time, and with, with, with affordable housing, you can often have... Here, this is, uh, first of all, I mean, can you imagine just paying $900 and then not knowing what you're going to get? And then them walking you into that room and seeing that and said, there you go, sir. Enjoy. We'll see you in a month. <laughs> I would be, yeah, look, it wouldn't just be no. It would be hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> there is no way, no way I'm staying in something like that. But regardless, how do I know that, again, I think my base case, just using some common sense, is that the global elite, the Davos types, the Malthusian cult, Klaus Schwab, whatever you want to say, they're, they're really pushing this. And this is, listen to this next part, and you guys will see why. Difficulties, not the least of which are regulatory. I, I, I love California. I was born and raised there. They hate everything. The house is too big. It's too small. It's just right. The, the regulators are going to complain about it. 
Have you had any issues with boards approving these kind of developments? We actually haven't. Um, so there is a lot of news about uh, permitting all this stuff. Um, but in reality, uh, it's actually perfectly legal to have people in a house. Um, so isn't that shocking that in California, and look, I did business in California way back in the day. And I learned very quickly, and this was 2003, 2004, and it was almost impossible to do business in California because of the regulatory environment. And obviously it's a lot worse today than it is back then. Think about what you're doing. You're shoving 75 people into this little room. You don't know who the hell they are. And, and, and you're telling me that California has no regulations, that you're not going to have a politician step in and try to do something about that? Doesn't that seem a little odd to you? So not only do they not have to deal, go through all these, uh, you know, hoops, jump through, the, jump through these hoops to get this approved, but they haven't even had to do any permitting, like nothing, zero. Like, did you hear? She's like, oh, what? Uh, 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 permitting? Uh, no, no, we haven't had pretty much any that. No, no, no. Why, why would anyone not like this? Demand is through the roof. Right. Because what, again, I have no proof of this, but I would not be surprised it's because the Klaus types are calling the regulators and say, hey, leave that one alone. Now, this is the direction we want to go. We want young people to get acclimated to living in these pods. And I, because we want to push them into the metaverse. We want to push them into all these things that the Noah Harari types talk about constantly. And if you go to the World Economic Home uh, Forum's uh, homepage here. Josh, can you see this or do I need to, you need to reshare? Okay. So bottom line here is I go to the World Economic Forum's YouTube page and pull up videos. You guys can just Google this. And what are they talking about? They're talking about the Great Reset Agenda and they're talking about people living in pods. And it's this exact same concept. It's almost like the, the gal and the guy there went on to the World Economic Forum's website. And these are videos from like 2017 and whatnot. And so, oh my God, well, that's a great idea. Let's just do that. Or maybe, 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 maybe if you want to put on the tinfoil hat, they're getting a call from the Klaus Schwab type and saying, hey guys, we'll go ahead and fund you. Let's just keep this under the table. And this is a great rate, way to make money. And you're not going to have to deal with any regulation. I can promise you that. So this is something we're going to have to watch. Again, I, I don't want to throw out a conspiracy theory with nothing backing it, but you kind of just kind of just connect the dots here and use some common sense. I think this may be, again, maybe what is happening behind the scenes. It just seems very suspicious to me that they're doing something like this of all places in California, and they're not even having to get a permit. Nothing. Zero. Nada. I mean, you can't even set up a lemonade stand in California without a permit. Yet they're doing this, which is absolutely nothing flying right under the radar. Something seems very fishy to me. But anyway, we'll have to keep our eye on this. Guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and we'll see you on the next video.